Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. This is episode 14 that Mitch reminded me today. So episode 14, March 15, 2021. Um, We are just plugging right along here in March ripping through hopefully the end of COVID season. Mitch, what's up? How's it going? Going good, man. Yeah, halfway through March already. It's that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I hope things start getting back to normal. I don't know. It's hard to uh it's hard to say, but I think I think the majority I know you and me are probably like let's let's just rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep moving forward. So uh Everything's good on my end, man. How about anything new going on with you? Well, yeah, I actually, <clears throat> I was under the weather a little bit. I did get a test and it came back negative. So that was pretty sweet. But um, yeah, my oldest, my oldest went back to daycare, got a little sick, was sick for long enough. And I got whatever she had. So we decided that I'd get tested to figure out if, if she had yeah. COVID and thankfully it was negative and everybody's healthy now. So that was the latest stress with us. And, um, but yeah, every, everything's good. Um, got in a, a little, little workout this morning. I went to the Y and got in a swim. I jogged a little bit beforehand, but yeah, the swim was, was kind of funny. So right now at our YMCA, we're only allowed to swim for 45 minutes and we have to sign up ahead of time. And you're like, you're not allowed to sign up more than 24 hours ahead of time and then you can't sign up if it's like within 12 hours or something weird i don't know so yeah you have to sign up <laughs> there's like a small window of sign up so whatever still dealing with that so signed up i get to the pool at like 6:58 i walked on deck and you know the time that we have to swim is 7 to 7:45 so everyone's already in the water and it's like some days the lifeguards let them in early, but some days they don't. And it's just, I, you know, right now I'm, I'm at the point with my swim workouts that my coach knows I have 45 minutes and I'm using every single second of that 45 minutes as part of my workout. So when I walk on the deck and everyone's in the water, I'm like, what the heck? Because this, this one lifeguard that always does that, if she lets them in early, she always like pulls them early. And I'm like, oh crap, now I don't have 45 minutes, but whatever, get in the water. And, um, I can't get my earplug to like stay in my ear for whatever reason. (laughs) And I get, I get like bad ear infections. So I need these things. So I'm trying to get this thing in my ear and I can't do it. I'm wasting like another two minutes or whatever. And I'm just like getting, getting annoyed at myself. Like I'm just losing my own time. So I, I start my watch, um, cause I use a Garmin just to like keep track of my rest intervals and whatever. I start my watch and I, I trip it to start and I clicked, I must've clicked running and it, it didn't register. And then I like looked down at it during my warm up, and I was like, Oh, I am an idiot. So I stopped my watch. I clicked it back onto swimming. I'm messing with my ears again. So I was just all over the place this morning and my workout ended up, I had to cut it a little short. I missed my, I missed one working interval 
and my entire cooldown. But um, yeah, I was pretty annoyed with myself from the get go. And then it's just like a weird feeling because like I have to, I feel like I have to rush my swim because I only have 45 minutes, super annoying. But yeah. um, anyway, my ankle's feeling good. It's not a hundred percent. My ankle's feeling good. i had a little jog this morning. I had a longer jog yesterday. So I'm definitely on the mend and I'm feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty good. I had a down week last week and that was nice. So I'm coming out of that with energy and building again and increasing volume and stuff. So I'm pretty jacked and feeling good. So uh, that's where I'm at. What about you? You hit something, you hit some big numbers recently. Let's chat about it. How'd that go? Uh, Nothing crazy. Uh, I'm just, like I said, like over the last probably year and a half, my training has kind of been, no, I wouldn't say year and a half prior to a year and a half. Like I had some stuff like for my job where my training was not, not the norm. It wasn't like being in the weight room, trying to get stronger, like over a course of time was, you know, just some different things added up and, and it took me a little bit to get back on the bandwagon and figure out what was working again. So obviously we were talking about how this new, like this 16 week long program that I was kind of formulated ended up paying off so i uh this this last excuse me this last week is uh i'm fluctuating it's like one week so this week was a squat it's uh i hit my training max for one and then i started doing what they call joker sets and 531 if you're familiar pretty much like increase and you're not not really going to a max but you're, you're pushing the envelope a little bit and it doesn't need to be they don't need to be singles they can be doubles um, and so this week I ended up, I think I'm trying to think of my working sets on the squat and I don't, you know, I, a lot of people, if they have a garage here, they probably don't lift with anyone. So it's usually me flying solo. And, um, so I don't have a spotter ever, which whatever, a lot of people don't. So I think uh, my working set was like 295 for three, obviously not bad. And then I think I went from up to like 335 for three, 370 for one. Uh, 385 for one and then I was like yeah I'll take 405 for a ride so um I uh yeah it felt good um I uh I obviously I've, I've hit 405 in the past and uh but like, I don't think I ever it it moved pretty it moved good um I don't want to keep building off of it so yeah it felt nice and um I think next week I'm away but when I get back instead of doing like the joker sets up to a single I'm actually going to try to rep out my 370 training max so I'll alternate between those two um so I'm happy where where it's when I have a today I'm just going to kind of take a conditioning day um maybe do a little recovery work but I'm happy where things are at yeah that's that's a that's a pretty big number um I saw the videos so for those of you who are listening um I saw the video it was it was awesome. And you definitely had a little bit more. So yeah, what's, what's kind of unique about that is, I mean, you're right. If you have a garage gym, you're probably alone. You don't have a spotter, you know, you maybe you're obviously confident under the weight cause you're putting it on your back, right? You're confident under the weight, but yeah. um, there's just another level of confidence and, almost like fearlessness that you have when you know you have a spotter behind you. Like I guarantee if you have a spotter, you were hitting another 10 pounds. Like you moved it pretty, yeah. you 
came out of the hole pretty quick. Um, yeah. I didn't see much of the sticking point. It looked really good. I, you got me all jacked up. I got jacked up in my walkout. What did you say? I missed that, what you said. I said you got me all jacked up when I was watching that video. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think, honestly, I got – I think the biggest part was my walkout. I screwed that up. I don't know what I did. I don't know if I didn't get tight from the – I don't know if I – when I as soon as I stepped out my first step, it was uh, – I kind of lost my balance a little bit, which when lost you lose your balance, it wasn't like I was, like, going from left to right. But it was just, like, my footing felt a little off, which I didn't like. But besides that, no, like you said – and. And this is I this I would not recommend this to anyone, but I squat outside my rack. Like I don't have you seen that? I don't squat inside my rack. I don't know why. I think it's one of them things like I think I had dumped weight before. And I think uh, honestly I've had worse luck, I think, squatting in my rack where I have the pins set up because then you get buried. Like I yeah. have done it where I where I'm outside the the squat rack and I can just let the bar roll and kind of dip, make a last ditch effort. Like I said, it's probably not the same. I would never recommend it. And obviously, if you can get a spotter, but um, it kind of gives me that. Hey, if I if, and it's also a, a check too. It's like if I know I'm not going to get this weight, I'm not going to try it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a uh, self-monitoring thing. Like, hey, if, if I'm not going to get this, I know that. Or if I take it off my back and hey, I'm not coming out of the hole with this thing on. If I don't have a spotter, I'm I'm going to re-rack the weight. Well, you know, I think if you know how to fail a rep, it's okay to do that. True. You know, like if you have to, you have to practice failing repetitions so you can comfortably feel the weight and mm -hmm. you know, feel the weight on your shoulders. And if you're not going to hit it, know that you're going to be safe in, in, you know, ditching the weight. So I think that's important for a back squat. I think that's super important for, you know, your Olympic movements. If you're at how many, how many different, um, parts of a, um, a squat clean or a clean and jerk or a snatch how many different phases of those lifts could you fail like literally a ton you know so yeah. you almost have to practice failing those reps so that when you are you know near maximal you're comfortable even if you are going to fail it so yeah. i don't have a i mean that's probably how i don't have a garage gym anymore but I, I didn't even think about it when I saw the video. Like that's, that's how I would squat too. You have to make sure you know how to fail a repetition um, before you do that. But once, once that's learned, absolutely. That's probably how I would do it too. But I did have a question. Uh, you said next week you're going to rep out your rep max, right? Yeah. Is that a new change or were you planning to do that? And are you like modifying your program as you go? Uh, a little bit. Well, actually I'm going to, I'm going away next week. So it's right. going to be the week when I get back. So I was actually, uh, I was, it was kind of like one of them things. I was going to go rep out. This was, I was going to do this all in one day. So yesterday it was going to be like rep out my training max and then work up in Joker sets. So I'm like, man, that's, when am I really going to get out of it? Because like, if I smoke myself, like just trying to rep out 370, like, what am I really going to get up to on the, uh, so I actually, uh, my cousin, he, he, he does, he's pretty big in the five, three ones. So him and I were kind of bouncing it back and forth. And, um, he, uh, he's like, and you know, sometimes it takes a person outside and he's like, well, I don't, he's like, I, I flip it back and forth like every other week. I'm like, you know, that's, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? I, I like that. So, um, one week I'm going to, 
hit the uh, training max for reps, and the other week I will uh, I'll work up the Joker sets and just hit the training max for a single. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. that sounds that sounds good to me too. I like that. But yeah, um, me too. Yeah. So just kind of building on that, you know, you know, your squat was your main lift. Like, what kind of this is kind of where we'll go a little bit today, but what kind of, you know, supplemental or accessory movements are you doing on top of that within that kind of session? Um, I guess specifically within that squat session, and then we'll kind of expand a little bit. Like my supplemental lit. So uh, we're kind of diving right in. So like, uh, we were going to talk about like a supplement supplemental list versus like accessory list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially a supplemental lift is anything that's, uh, that's increasing your main lift. Um, so for a squat, a supplemental uh, exercise might look like a front squat, a uh, pause squat, something along those lines. And like your accessory lists are going to be kind of building everything else. So like hamstring curls or GHRs or whatever. So my, I don't do my supplemental squat stuff like on my squat day because I lift like three days a week. So this might sound stupid. So I like to squat two days a week. So actually on my overhead press days when I'm doing my supplemental squat stuff. So I'll pause squat after I overhead press. Um, so like yesterday, what did I do? I squat it and then I actually, I overhead press after I squat it. And then my accessory work was kind of just uh, balancing my pressing. So I did some bent over barbell rows and uh, back extensions. So, I, uh, so obviously when you push, I like to pull. So that's what was kind of like the, uh, the rowing. And then I just kind of got some, got the blood, got some blood in my back just from the squat, you know. So I've been finding the back extensions helps. I, I'll get a, so, a sore, low back, sore low back like we talked before. And um, I've been throwing in some more like higher rep back extension work. And that's been helping tremendously. Yeah, I don't think you can, I don't think you can really put a, put a value on low back work at oh, higher, like uh, the higher rep range, you know, because mm-hmm. you're going to get the, the low rep range stuff with those core movements, right? You're going to yeah. get it on a back squat. Even you're going to get it on a front squat, which I'll come back to the front squat, but um, you know, you're going to get it on your deadlift, your heavy right. stuff. But mm-hmm. when you, you know, you add in um, the supplemental or the accessory work at higher rep ranges, I just, for me too. Now that applies to me a lot. I would, I don't even, maybe even more than you, just because I'm a, you know, I'm training to basically stress my lower back for yeah 12 hours, you know? So, um, <laughs> I do a lot of low back and like thoracic work, accessory work, I would call it, um, yeah. uh, at, at like a higher rep range. So I'll do my accessory work within like 12 15 reps uh-huh. in that rep range because i need more and more of an endurance focus but i also like i'll try to stay around 12 because i like the crossover with some with strength as well although i know that I, it's probably more valuable for me to be focused on endurance but right now with where I'm at, I don't have to be at 15 reps. You know what I mean? Like I could be, I can fatigue around 10, 12 reps and be fine. And you know, strength, the lower your rep range, the higher the intensity, the more focused you're going to be on strength. So I don't need to be down around like six repetitions for my 
accessory stuff, but I like the overlap of around 10 to 12 reps for, for myself right now. As I progress, I'll probably be upwards of 15, maybe even a couple reps higher just to just to keep the muscular endurance accessory work there. But yeah, yeah so for my, when I said I'd come back to the front squat, I don't squat. So when you said you squat twice a week, do you back squat twice a week? I do, yeah. Okay. So that's something I think about changing up. I think I'm, I might run this same thing again for another 16 weeks, depending on like, well, if we decide this whole hunting program or whatever. And I think instead of doing the paw squats, I think I'll throw in front squats. But right now I do do back squat. Yep. Nice. So when I'm not in like a, when I'm not in a big, you know, I'm in a big endurance block right now. Like, so for example, if I'm in my off season, I'll probably squat, I would say like, three times in two weeks. So not quite twice a week, but pretty darn close to it. But for me, I like alternating between back squat and front squat. And for me, I, I find more, um, more relevance to a front squat specifically, because I don't, I don't need right now, right now. And in the off season, it's different, but I don't need to be moving three, 400 pounds on my back, you know, right now. And I never had that baseline anyway. So I've, I've flirted with that line before, like once in my life, but I'm not, you know, I think my lifetime's like 380 or 385 and I'm not near that now. And I don't need to be, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm not out there running 15 miles. Oh yeah. So, so I like, I like the front squat. So Mm -hmm. you, you viewed the front squat as, for you more of a supplemental and it is, but for, for me, that's more of my core. Like I, I love okay, the front cool. squat. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I love the front squat and it's more of my core, one of my core mm-hmm. movements. Now I definitely back squat too, but I, I almost like a, almost like a push pull ratio where we talk about pulling more, at least like a yeah. two to one pull to push, not push pull, at least a two to one pull to push. I'm probably about two to one front squat to back squat, like in terms of the frequency, just because of its applicability throughout like the rest of the kinetic chain for me. So yeah, right. there's a lot more, um, there's a lot, lot more engagement from stabilizing muscles in the front squat that are relevant for mm-hmm. me than a back squat. And I love the back squat and I love just loading up the bar and just moving heavy weight. It's oh, just yeah. not, it's just not where I'm at right this second. But, um, in the off season, I definitely like to squat as much as I can. I think it's important to always, I mean, I try to deadlift once a week, even still not always mm-hmm. like super heavy right now, but, um, I definitely try to deadlift heavy once a week when I'm in an off season. Um, how often are you deadlifting? I deadlift once a week. Yeah. I, I have not had luck. Um, deadlifting multiple times in a yeah, week i don't know i don't i don't know why and uh like man i tell you what i could not deadlift for like two weeks and if i come back i'm usually feel strong like i feel like if i i just need to like that's any training too is like if you the, the the least you can do to get the most out of the session like that's that's the epitome that's what you want right um so that's like where i'm kind of starting to learn like hey if i deadlift more than once a week it i i fine i'm not getting any benefit out of it yeah um so and then um 
I think that's cool that you said. So you said the front squat is better for you. And hey, that's no different than a lot of people will use a lot of like with their athletes too. Um, I'm not sure how you deadlift, but a lot of guys will deadlift their athletes with hex bars. You know, they, um, that's kind of, like, hey, the front squat works for you. And then for guys like working with athletes, they say, hey, I use the hex bar, so less of a learning curve. Uh, it doesn't put them in as, a, as, as in a vulnerable spot as a straight bar. Yeah. Um, so are you deadlifting with a straight bar still? Yeah, I don't even have a hex bar. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I love the hex bar deadlift. I just don't, <clears throat> I don't personally do it. And it's just out of practicality. I don't have one. And I don't, there's not one at any of the gyms that I go to either. So, um, I do love it. And if I ever am somewhere like random and I see it, I'll probably try to use it just to get a different stimulus. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't personally do it and it's not because I wouldn't, it's just a practicality thing. Um, Mm -hmm. ironically, you know, as I'm, as I might potentially start growing some of the equipment that I have at my own house, um, that would definitely be something I would add for sure. But. Yeah, no, I was just kind of doing like the whole relation, like how you front squat to, hey, you don't need, it doesn't need to be a, a straight bar deadlift to actually deadlift. It can be something Absolutely. else, you know, and you're, you're going to like this, talk about some garage, some garage strength. Um, I don't even have a back extension. I need a GHR. I'm doing my back extensions. Like I, I uh, invert my Yeti cooler with like, uh, <laughs> um, like 45s and I'll put my feet like in the back strap of the cooler and it works perfect. Like I'm just yeah. the right height or like my waist is off the edge and I'll, uh, I can get the same thing off of it. So. Yeah. Why not? I mean, on top of that, like even just doing, you know, some weighted, n- not crazy weighted, but like some weighted good mornings. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like good yeah. morning people, people don't realize that that is such a great, you know, accessory movement, a good morning for your posterior chain. Holy cow. Yeah. That's such a great movement. I mean, if you don't have a back extension, yeah, just rip some good mornings, you know, hold a plate, put some lightweight on a barbell and a back rack bands. bands. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a good morning. That's such a great accessory lift. Um, yeah. So how, you know, how many, like, how many accessory lifts are you using? Like, and I say, I ask that because for me, you know, when I think about that, like critically for me, like right now, I'll put a lot of time into the thought process behind my core movements. And I do. And I put a lot of thought into all the cardio I'm doing weekly because Mm -hmm. it's a lot, you know, but for me, when I get to my, predominantly accessory movements I don't you know I'm not like I'm not following a crazy strict volume program you know I I literally just try to I try to lift like I said between that 10 to 12 maybe on certain exercises up to 15 rep range I always superset though I always superset there's like a couple accessories I won't superset, but, um, for me, it just, it's practical in terms of, um, keeping my heart rate up and, um, just almost like constant movement. So my rests, my rest periods are, are tiny, like tiny, tiny, you know, 
off of one machine and onto another or dumbbells down, pick up something else, you know, so, you know, 15 seconds max, and then a small transition into the next superset, you know, um, or even smaller, smaller type circuits. But my core lifts for, for me right now, my core lifts are all four by six. And I'll, I, I like keeping my core stuff strength focused, you know, um, because I'm not getting a lot of strength with my cardio, obviously. So whenever I lift my core stuff, which is squat, deadlift and press variations, whenever I lift those, it's always heavy, um, okay. within whatever, you know, you know, and heavy is a relative term in terms of the, you know, the block that I'm in. And right now it's not like crazy heavy for me, but it's heavy, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fatiguing intensity. Um, but I don't do that with any other lifts aside from my core lifts. Everything else is, you know, 10 to 10 to 12 for the most part, but I don't really think about the volume of my accessory lifts. Like I typically lift between like 40 and 60 minutes However long it takes me for the core, it takes me for the core. Warm yeah, up, you know, warm, you know, I always I warm up appropriately. I'll do some, you know, if I'm pressing, like you said, I'll do some pull for my warm up and I'll mm -hmm. warm up my lower back and my core musculature. But however long it takes me, it takes me. And then I essentially just fill in the remaining time I have with supersets. You know, okay. I don't know, yeah. like honestly, I don't have the energy to program my accessories that specific. So I make sure I'm pulling two to one to pushing and I keep it in those rep ranges. And I do a lot of low back and thoracic back work. What about you? Yeah. yeah and the whole accessory supplemental thing is like, first and foremost, like get, like if your goal is to get stronger, like don't like, I went through the phase when I, I mean, man, if I wouldn't have went through this phase, like it's like, Oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda, um, you know, where would I be now? You know, probably way stronger and whatever. But like, I went through like, Oh, trying to reinvent the wheel with all that stuff, doing a bunch of supplemental accessory work. And it's like, you don't need it. You know, um, you know, you're doing, I was doing like eight to 10 exercises, like way back in the day. It's like, man, it's, it's like when I stopped doing all that and just focused on the main lift, like that's like now over the past two years, like I'm slowly starting to see the incremental. Like I've always trained, I've always read about training, but until I actually started practicing what the stuff I learned about, read about, like, man, that's when things started taking off. And um, so, like you said, first and foremost, focus on the main lift. And that's, I mean, if you focus on the main lift, just get stronger on that. Um, I think the rest will follow suit. So, you know, my, I'll like my, my squat day yesterday, I, I did not rush the squat. You know, that's what I was doing. I, um, like I'm not taking like five minutes in between sets. Like that's, I like to, I don't like to get cold in between sets. So I kind of move from one to the next decently get rest and go. And then after that, I did my overhead press. And then honestly, man, I just did two session. I super set it my, um, uh, barbell row and my, uh, back extensions I think I did three sets of 10 on the uh, bar I mean think about the volume I did squatting like how much weight I moved like that I moved a lot of weight over a short amount of time you know yep. um, and then I did my overhead press work and it's like 
you know, this is my, this is not my only session of the week. You know, I, I have a lot yet to do. So I'm like, Hey, what can I still do to get some work balance out the session? So if I did three sets of 10 on the barbell row, I think three by 10 or 15 on the back extensions. And I always finished up with, I do some neck work, like every training day, I'll train my neck. Um, and then, uh, I always like, we'll do some sort of cool down where I'm, whether it's like a stretch, um, or, or foam roll, something like that. So I do not, I am not like out there doing five, 10, a session, five, 10 exercises, a session, I mean, two or three at max. Right. You know, right. right. Emphasize, emphasize that core, that core lift for the day. Um, and just yeah. kind of fill in with a few supplemental or accessories yeah i'm the same way i'm the same way um i think it's important to to emphasize as much as you possibly can to emphasize being completely fresh for those core movements whenever you're doing them so for Mm -hmm. you for you it sounds like about three days a week for me it's somewhere between two two ish to three ish um not quite Mm -hmm. as frequent as you but um yeah i mean be fresh for those core lifts and then just kind of fill in as is um, necessary for your accessory stuff and your supplemental stuff. Um, What does that look like on like a, um, so you talked a little bit about you did a overhead press and you did some supplemental squatting where you did either pause or front. You said, what does that look like on like a deadlift day? What are you, what are you going to, you know, if, if your deadlift is your core, are you going to, yeah. sup, are you going to supplemental something else? And what is it? And then what's your accessory look like for that day? Let me grab my, I actually have my little, uh, yeah, yeah. My, my training book right next to me as we speak. Cause honestly, man, I, uh, I'll fluctuate. So like, I love hanging leg raises and I also love bag extensions. Like I think they, they help my recovery and like my low back feel so much like they'll, that'll improve like my, for me, I'm not saying this is everyone, but I find like, if I say like yesterday I squatted, I was going to do hanging leg raises, but I'm like, eh, um, it was kind of like one of them feel things for the day. Like, you know, I think I'm going to benefit more from a back extension today. So I did that. So most likely on my deadlift day, I will hit some hanging uh, leg raises. And then this might sound like this probably does not sound like any other gym goer, but I hate curls, man. Like I hate training my arms. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I will do like so. The other day, I did deadlift. I did floor press, and I don't have a bench. I'm still I'm still growing my garage gym. So like my now my my bench is a floor press, um, and uh, so then I did some hanging leg raises and some barbell curls just to uh, just to get that. I mean, you need it, you know. Honestly, just for you know, I don't want to tear a bicep either, you know, deadlifting. So just to kind of keep them healthy. I'll do, I don't do like a lot of heavyweight. I'll just kind of do some volume work with those. Exactly. Like a lot of people, I think a lot of people forget that it doesn't matter if you hate it, you still have to do it. You know, you still have to do it for safety purposes, you know, safety and also muscle balance. You know, you can't only, you can't only train the front of your body and not the back of your body. You can't only train your quads and not your hamstrings. You can't, only train your triceps and not, and you can't neglect a bicep curl. you like, you know, yeah. some, some people will go in the gym and they'll literally just train their mirror muscles, right? Like their chest and biceps. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, you have to, you have to train agonist antagonist. You have to train front and back. You have to have muscle balance 
to avoid injury. Like it's really important and not a lot of people really get that. It's really important to train everything to avoid um, muscle imbalances and to avoid, you know, putting yourself at an increased risk of injury. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you kind of have to, and I like that you said, Oh, I hate doing that. I hate doing that. But then, then 10 seconds later, you told me you did it. Like you yeah. have to, though. you have to, and you're right. I mean, that's a great example. Even if you hate doing it, it's safe. And it also is a muscle balance thing where you, you can't really neglect one part of your body just because you don't like the movement and you don't like, you know, you don't feel the fatigue in this movement because this muscle is smaller than this muscle or whatever. You still have to do a little bit of everything just for safety purposes and (laughs) normal function of, of human muscle balance. Right. Yeah. And I like to pick out movements where, Hey, I'm maybe getting a bang for my buck too. That's the thing with accessory work too. Like what can you do? where you're getting more bang for your buck, like a pull-up. Like I love like pull-ups and um, chin-ups, man. They think about you're getting back work, you're pulling, you're all, I mean, bicep work too. Like I usually, they're in my, every program that I probably do, I put pull-ups in. I think it's a discipline. It's not too, and I like to be able to pull my body weight up. Um, I think, yeah, so that's a different whole, I think it's, a, it's an athletic feeling. If you can, um, if you can do a pull-up, that's, uh, I don't, I dread the day when I can't pull my own body up to a bar, but <laughs> that's not it. But think about all you're getting from just a pull up. And that's the same thing too, with like an RDL, like you're getting, think about like, that's a big movement that can be an accessory for dumbbell. You're getting low back work. You're getting, uh, you're still getting like your arms, you know, um, your grip work too. And then your hamstrings are still getting, um, getting the work done. So it's like getting the biggest bang for your buck where you're not, you don't have to do a bunch of different things and just be busy. Like, you know, you, you, um, maybe, I don't know if you've been there, but I've definitely been in the gym where I was just doing busy work and it was literally getting, it was like a, a rat on a wheel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We all have those days. That's true. Um, I got one more question while we're, or one more little topic here while we're um, still okay. Yeah, I wanna, and I want to mention one thing before we do wrap up. So just, say Mitch hey I go back to that thing you had a question on because you mentioned a good point I don't even think you realize you did it earlier but go ahead oh um I was you're talking about here I'll just say you're talking about the back extension right and you're saying like you like to stay like the 12 15 rep range and you made something as far as like hey like how I want to ask you this how are you like religious like hey 8 to 12 is whatever 15 plus is endurance I mean think about it. if you're doing three sets of 25 to 30 back extensions yeah you're definitely in the endurance but you're also getting it stronger oh absolutely you know I yeah. think a lot of people okay I'm just doing endurance but if you can do three sets of 30 back extensions your erectors are probably definitely stronger oh yeah like with with body weight work that stuff kind of goes out the window for me so with body weight work and back extensions specifically which I do almost every single day. Um, yeah, that's all high volume stuff. Like I I'll be up around 20 reps or so in a set for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing. Like if you're doing like 20 reps, like that's what I think you, you, yeah. Is your endurance improving? Yeah. But you're definitely for sure, I would say getting stronger too. So I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. 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 My last, uh, my last little topic here question was, um, how do you feel about dumbbells? versus barbells so dumbbells unilateral or bilateral so one arm or two arm movements versus barbell movements are there some like 
accessory and supplementals that you only use barbells or that you only use bilateral dumbbell or unilateral dumbbell for work for, or do you just like always change it up? Like if it's a low row, a bent over mm-hmm. row or a low row, do you always use a barbell or do you use two dumbbells at the same time? Or do you use one dumbbell? Do you change it up? What do you like to do? Okay, well, I'm a horrible example because I don't have any dumbbells. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, let's go back to when I actually did go to a gym. Um, I never thought of it that way. Um, you know, I love, I do love dumbbells. Like I love doing, um, I think like my favorite dumbbell exercise is like a, uh, like just a high rep dumbbell row. Um, but I don't really think it's for like, Oh, I'm going to change it up today and do, I don't think I think of it that much. Do you, I don't, I don't, do you kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I don't think about it to the point that I tell myself I need to change it up, but there are days where I'll go in and I'll, I'll literally do what I haven't done in a while. Like on (laughs) intentionally, like if I know that the last few times I, I low road was just all barbell, I'll go in and I'll use, I'll just, I'll just use dumbbells um, just to change it up and change up the stabilizing muscles that you're activating. Um, I, I do some unilateral work and I think that's important, but, um, I also, you know, I just use dumbbells sometimes to kind of emphasize the unilateral stability, even if it is a bilateral movement. So I like doing both. Um, and uh, you know, if it's a core movement, don't get me wrong. I'm using, I'm using a, a barbell for my shoulder press, using a barbell for my bench press, using a barbell for my front squat. But if it's like a supplemental or accessory, I'll absolutely goblet squat or I'll absolutely use dumbbells in a front rack position sometimes, you know, for a front Mm -hmm. squat or a lunge. So yeah, I definitely, I try to not do too much barbell work because if there is, that's just back to that whole muscle balance thing. If there is a muscular imbalance, you're not going to notice it with a barbell, but you're going to notice it even if you're using a bilateral dumbbell movement and I think we're both lucky that we train smart and we probably don't have anything super noticeable in terms of muscle imbalances. Yeah. Um, just because we, we train relatively smart and intelligently and, you know, um, evidence-based stuff and we, we follow programs and, um, you know, we add in variability, but for people who don't know about muscle, muscle balance, you know, if all you use is a barbell, it's going to be really hard to figure out why your left shoulder is always bothering you and not your right. Or why, yeah. why, you know, you have pain in your right hip, but not your left hip. Um, you know, if you're only using barbells and machines, you're not going to, you're not going to feel that open chain work that could show you or bring to light any muscle imbalances is all I really wanted to say about that. What do you think? Mm-hmm yeah um and i'm probably i'm probably like the same with you if, if i'm provided the opportunity where i have dumbbells i'm like yeah let's let's switch it up i don't have access to those and it's it's not really a thing like i need to use a, a dumbbell today because i haven't used a dumbbell in the past 12 weeks but um so i'm probably i'm probably in the same wavelength as you and um you know and maybe i should i don't think about the whole muscle imbalance thing too too much um, you know, it's like, well, like I, I said, I we're probably lucky because you are, 
I know you move well. Like you're, you probably don't have to think about it, <laughs> you know? Well, I honestly, I have felt it. I had, uh, I had had shoulder problems and like about a year ago, I was, I did, I don't know what I did. And uh, like I, my pull-up, man, like every time I do a pull-up and I don't think it was an imbalance. I just think I strained something up in my shoulder. I would literally go to the left, like my whole yeah. body would shift to the left. And it took me about <laughs> like six months to kind of just like loosen everything back up to where it's like, back to almost normal again i think everything just tightened up i don't think it was an imbalance but like you said like kind of like that same thing if you don't do something to put yourself in a vulnerable spot yeah and that was that was kind of it it was like hey my pull-up was i look like i yeah no matter how hard i try to pull myself straight up i would like shift to the left um it was was bizarre but like you said and i and i just like kind of balanced it out i would stretch my shoulder i did a lot of face pulls band pull aparts and kind of got that back to normal now but yeah yeah. So, okay. So yeah, we both train smart, try to do things intelligently, not always there, but I think that does go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool topic. I love, I love talking about supplement, supplemental movements, accessory movements, and, you know, hopefully from, if you're listening, hopefully, hopefully from today, you, you know, you got a little something from this. So, um, you know, you can go back and be a little bit more intelligent with your design of, of your core movements, your supplementals to, to, you know, strengthen solely that core movement or predominantly that core movement. And then of course your accessories, which like Mitch said earlier is predominantly your, you know, your single joint stuff that focuses more on just like a muscle group, I guess. Hopefully you can get a little bit more intelligent with that design. And of course, if you have questions about it, um, you know, let us know. I didn't, I didn't throw our, our contact stuff at the beginning. Like, you know, I forgot. So here it is. But um, yeah, shoot us an email if you have questions about this stuff. You know, we're at hillpursuit at gmail.com. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at hillpursuit. And then, of course, our website, hillpursuit.com, where you can access the daily blog where we talk about training and life. And you can also see the links to some of the podcasts um, and the platforms where we're on Podbean, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So check all that stuff out. Leave comments, like, subscribe, do all the things. Anything else from you, Mitch? No, just everything you put in your program. If you if you can't answer why it's in there, you probably don't need it. But um, that's uh, that's all we got for the day. And um, have a good Monday. Yeah, that was an awesome point for sure. Make sure you know why you're doing what you're doing. Until next time, we will talk to you guys. Later.